Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Master of Fun podcast. My name is Lara, and I'm here with my son, Harper. Harper, say hi. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not starting it over. <laughs> okay. Um, this is our final episode of this series about adoptee perspectives and hearing from my son Harper as it relates to his newly opened adoption and just all things adoptee experience. So today we have some questions and answers. Are you ready for this, Harper? Yes, I am. You said the questions were more challenging than you expected. How so? Well, in a way, I thought they were just going to be like, how does this make you feel? Or is it... Um, just they were, they're pretty straightforward, honestly, but you but, just thought they'd be more like <laughs> guys, we're having a rough time. Okay, let's uh, just get right into the questions. How about that? Sounds good. Okay, the first question is for you. It asks, you said you have struggled with rejection and anger 24 7. Do you think there's anything that could change that? Um, well, I mean, if there is, I haven't, we haven't really pinned that down, (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's just the heart issue that we need to focus on, that I need to focus on, and I don't think what could change it is me. I mean, yeah, it's just I, I'm the only person that can like really change it and work on the heart attitude. Just, you mean, when you meet, like, so they're saying there's not, if there's anything that you could, that anyone could do or anything that, if there was something different about your adoption experience that could change this feeling of anger and rejection and hurt, is there anything that anyone could do for you? That could be us like your parents, it could be your family, it could be your friends, it could be your siblings, it could be you, or it could be your birth parents or your birth siblings or a counselor. Is there anything that you think would help with that feeling of anger and rejection? Well, I mean, journaling has helped, but other than that, not. there's ways to postpone it, but I can't, it's an ongoing thing. Okay. So it's just sort of an inevitable thing. Yeah. Okay. So for the person that asked that, I think they're wondering about as adoptive parents, is there anything that the adoptive parents could do to help alleviate a child's sense of rejection or anger? Um, just stay right beside them, let them know that they're that you're here for them and stay patient and know that there will be struggles and stuff but you just stick with them and keep trying yeah that's good so this question is for both of us it says when should you talk about about birth parents okay it says when should we talk about birth parents and our adopted child's story if they aren't asking questions so this is basically 
a woman who has an adopted child, her child is not asking any questions about her birth parents or about their own like story of how they kind of came to be adopted. What do you think, and this one's for both of us, so I'll, I'll weigh in too, but what do you think, when do you think the, the mom in this scenario should talk to her child about the birth parents and her story of coming into this new family? Um, I think that on the inside, the child actually wants to know and has questions, maybe not just comfortable asking. Mm-hmm. I say, if it was me, I'd probably just let them be and let them, because the questions will come out. And if there's, if you, if that is like, if they start like acting out or things, you can talk with them and have them, I don't know, journal or whatever. <laughs> Just try to draw it out. Okay, that's a, that's good advice. I actually, I think I would probably give different advice though. So okay. I'll, give, I'll give my perspective. So I think that when an adoptive parent should start talking about this is yesterday. Like if you haven't done it yet, start now. Um, Well, I mean, that's just a different perspective. But the reason I say that is I feel like if a child, like you said, the questions are probably already there. And so if the child isn't saying those, like talking about it, you said maybe they don't feel comfortable. The best way a child will feel comfortable is if the parents lead and make the child feel comfortable by making it comfortable to bring it up. So one thing I liked to do with you and with Jay is to bring up your birth parents like all the time, just casually, not... A lot of times people are like, well, I don't want to bring it up if they're not thinking about it. It's like, well, try to find... They are thinking about it. They are thinking about it, yeah. And I think about... Um, so for me, when my brother was killed, Uncle Adam, mm-hmm. when he died, sometimes my friends would not talk about him at all. And I kind of wanted to talk about him all the time because I was sad about it. And I never felt like I could bring it up because nobody else was bringing it up. And they felt like they shouldn't bring it up because just what if I wasn't thinking about it? Mm-hmm. They didn't want to make me think about it. And it's like, no, I'm actually thinking about it all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of similar where it's like, it's a grief that you're thinking about all the time and it's something you have questions about. So I liked to bring it up casually during happy times and during hard times so that you felt like when you're happy and wondering, huh, like Christmas is, uh, I'm having fun right now. I wonder what my birth parents are doing. You know, like if we let you, um, if we waited till you felt like comfortable bringing it up, I wonder when that would have been. I guess I feel like bringing it up casually gives you permission to also bring it up casually. When you're like, oh man, I wonder if I'm silly uh, because my birth mom's silly. Yeah. Or I wonder if, you know, this or that. And so like... Where did this feature come from or, or one... Oh, or where, I don't know. Like for me, it was like, where did I get my eyes? Where did I get my legs? Or I don't know. Yeah, we would wonder that together. And I think 
sometimes just looking at you and saying, hmm, I bet you're, I bet someone in your family also has this or that. I think gave you permission to vocalize those things. So I guess I would say bring the parent should bring it up. Yeah. But you I can also thinking about it. I kind of agree. Right, but I think you're right too that it'll probably come out, but I think leading with that isn't a bad idea for a parent. Okay, this one is for you. How do you No, do you feel acceptance about your adoption circumstances? now that you know more about your story. So I liked how this was worded because it was respectful of your story. It's not asking for any details of your story or your birth mom's story. Mm -hmm. But it is, they are asking, now that you have more details of your story, do you feel like it's helped you to come to a place of acceptance about the circumstances of your adoption? Yeah, I would say, I would say yes. There's been, it's been like, now that I know what the true story is and a lot of things were like, okay, that wasn't true or some things have been crossed out new things have been added. Some, I think, I would say, yeah, yes. So I know one of the, you've talked about some of the fears that you had, um, that she would say, like, I'm not, you know, you have the wrong person or that's not me. Yeah. Um, some of those fears, I think even some of those things helped you experience a sense of, I don't know, if peace. Peace might be, we're not quite there to peace. Yeah. But I think it, it seems like it's, it helped you be like, okay, no, there's nothing wrong with me. It wasn't like she rejected you. Yeah. It was just life circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I... Sometimes I wonder if that's helped you accept yourself more. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Wait. Oh, sorry. I'm out of it. <laughs> We're on vacation, and this is a hard time to pull a child. He just got off a motorcycle and is trying to now answer questions eloquently. Okay, um, another question, and this one's actually for me. It was, what books did you read to help you understand adoption? I think that's a good question um, and a fair question. I don't, Lots of them. Yeah, I have read a lot of books about adoption, but I also don't know that I would say that books have been the primary thing that has helped me understand adoption and I don't claim to fully understand adoption by any means but I feel like the things that have helped are books um, that really help you understand the wounding behind adoption like like the impact on the child I think The Body Keeps Score is an excellent book Um, it kind of helps understand the physiological response to trauma and how the body kind of keeps score of things that have happened um, and how sort of the psyche is affected. And uh, I think it's really, really helpful. It's good for anyone who's a teacher, a parent um, in the foster care world, any, anyone in ministry, 
kind of if you just are a person that knows people, you should probably read that book. Um, the Primal Wound is a really good book um, for understanding um, the primal wound that is left on a child uh, as a result of adoption. And The Adoptee Next Door, I believe, is going to be the... It, that's the working title of Angela Tucker's book. I think once that comes out, I think that's going to be a really helpful resource. But I would say more than books, it has been listening to adult adoptees, listening to friends, podcasts, um, and just reading blogs or articles about from the perspective of the adoptee, finding adult adoptees just on Instagram or Twitter, listening um, to their perspectives has really helped me and shaped my view of the adoption experience. Harper, any adoption books you've read? <laughs> no. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's see here. The final question what has adoption taught you about life? Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? This one was for both of us. Yeah, you can go first. Okay. So for me, I think it's kind of like, I'm not sure if adoption has, I mean, I think it's taught me a lot about life, but in a way, life has taught me a lot about adoption. Like my life experience has helped me understand why are you smirking at me like <laughs> it just sounded really smooth oh smooth <laughs> all right i got the smooth points on this one i think just experiencing loss and grief in my own life and experiencing my family my my parents getting divorced and that kind of disruption in my own family and then my losing my brother um it those things really did give me sort of uh compassion i think for those things in life helped me understand adoption a little bit better i think and what adoption taught me about life is probably what any kind of really hard painful thing in life teaches you it teaches you um about your own shortcomings. For me, it's really shown me what I struggle with. It shows me about my own trauma and my own triggers and my own baggage and my own unresolved grief. Um, it brings all that stuff right to the surface. Um, and one thing I talk about a lot of times, I will hear adoptive parents who feel they're in a lot of pain and they feel like the child who was adopted that's struggling is causing like chaos or trauma in their family. And we talked about this the other night. Um, it's easy for the adoptee to feel like they've come into a family and caused all this havoc. And one thing that I've, I say to a lot of adoptive parents in this position, and one thing I try to reassure you about Harper is that a, a child that's hurting isn't causing me to sin or me to be, have an anger problem or me to lose my cool or cause me to blah, blah, blah. It's not, you know, the child's behaviors aren't tearing the family apart or all these dramatic things that people feel. What's happening is the child's 
grief or trauma or disorder or pain or hurt or whatever it is, is just a magnifying glass that is placed over the family, exposing what was already there. So your grief doesn't cause me to be impatient. Your grief exposes my lack of patience when I'm under pressure or I'm having, I'm going through a hard time too. So what I guess what it's taught me about life is that when circumstances are difficult, it doesn't create problems in your life. It exposes the shortcomings. It doesn't, I shouldn't say create problems. It doesn't create these issues in us. It just exposes what was there and would have gone unexamined if it weren't for that trial or that kind of hard time in your life. So I think that's what it's taught me is that adoption will provide a magnifying glass over all of your baggage and all of your issues and all your sin problems and all the things that you would struggle with under a lot of pressure. And so for that reason, it is very hard and it is also a gift because it affords us the opportunity to examine those things and uproot them. What about you? (laughs) Okay. um, (laughs) Well, I think it's taught me that life can get hard, but, and it will be hard, but it's taught me that when you work on things, you can, it doesn't, it's not as hard as, I don't know, (laughs) it's not as hard as like you imagine it to be when you really, it's not hopeless. Yeah, that there's, you're, now it's kind of like riding a bike, learning, it seems like, yeah, this is impossible. Two wheels, you're the one balancing, but you're kind of, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's hard to put in words. Um, but like, once you get the hang of it, it's not so hard and soon you're just doing it. So if you keep talking about it and... Processing. yeah soon you'll just be doing it and you'll be fluent it doesn't mean pain will just go away but so when you say just you're doing it you mean the work of processing adoption yeah yeah it's taught me that adoption is is what is what can make you strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Well, guys, thank you for your questions. For those that reached out, I filtered out a couple of questions that I felt like were not uh, fair or appropriate to ask a child to share publicly. And so we didn't do those. But um, but those were also people that kind of were like, ah, this might be too personal, so no pressure. So I just ruled those ones out. So people were very understanding and we appreciate your questions and that you were able to tune in um, for this series, Listening to Harper. I hope that in the future, um, we'll be able to hear more from him as he grows and develops new perspectives. And um, 
Is there anything, any final words you want to say to our listeners before we sign off to to adoptees that are listening, to adoptive parents that are listening, to people who are friends with adoptees and maybe don't understand what their friends are going through? Is there any words of wisdom you want to part with? Um, thank you for having me. And <laughs> to all these people you just listed, um, well, to, to adopt for adoptees, that just God loves you and you're hang in there. Mm-hmm. And to everyone else, thanks for listening. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Hey, thanks everyone for tuning in. We will be back next week with Jonathan and I to a regular programming. And um, we really thank you for all for your encouragement, uh, reaching out and telling us how proud you are of Harper. I know that's been really encouraging to us both. We hope that you have a great week. Bye, Fundos. Bye, Funyuns. That's pretty good. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.